views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Welcome to Lime Talk Radio with Dr. Pat Basili. Epic healing for an epic life. This inspiring show highlights leading-edge solutions, groundbreaking research, headline topics, and tools for holistic healing and wellness. This hit show is dedicated to raising awareness, promoting advocacy and prevention, and supporting initiatives for optimal health. Dr. Pat is passionate and focused on life-saving results reaching far beyond Lyme disease, providing a forum for powerful stories, heart-opening experiences, and hope-activated solutions. Dr. Pat will shine a light on the many shades of Lyme disease fueled by a body-mind-spirit remedy. Now here's your host, Dr. Pat. Hi, everybody. It is so great. I am so thrilled to be talking with all of you here on Transformation Talk Radio. Uh, and, and I wanted to say a little bit uh, about this. And, you know, what I want to say is that uh, many of you know me from the Dr. Pat show. Many of you have no idea whatsoever what the relationship is between my show and Transformation Talk Radio. Um, I'm going to actually talk about that whole journey at another time. But here is the one thing that I would love for all of you to know. And that is that Transformation Talk Radio was an idea whose, whose time had come uh, close to six years ago. And six years ago in my life was fundamentally and virtually light years away from today. Why? Because of a little thing called Lyme disease. Now, here's what I want to say about it. I am myself, Dr. Nusheen Darvish, originally started our campaign to raise the level of Lyme disease awareness 2005 in a part of the country that to this day, to this day, if you go to the health website in the state of Washington, you will see that what they say is Lyme disease does not live here. The ticks do not cross that border. It doesn't happen. Now I'm telling you, we're working on it. We're working on having conversations, but here's what I want to say. I am thrilled. I'm honored to have Dr. Mark McCullough join me here today. I want to give a shout out to Gigi Hadid. I want to I want to give a shout out to her. I want to give a shout out to Yolanda Foster. I want to give a shout out to all of the siblings. And you know why I want to give a shout out to these folks is because OMG speaking out and saying, yes, Lyme disease exists. And how about a shout out to Master Chef Gordon Ramsay for providing a forum for this young woman to show up, duel it out in the kitchen, and have a $25,000 check being contributed, you know, to an organization who's dedicated to raise funds, to raise funds to for Lyme disease awareness. Now, here's what it is. You know, several years ago, we launched Lyme Global and uh, Lyme Talk Radio. And today, We are building a campaign to make sure that Lyme disease awareness through the media, through radio, is not only going to barely survive, but is going to thrive. So stay tuned, all of you, on joining myself, Dr. Ronnie DeLuce, many others, to raise funds so that we can capture airtime 
to take the word out about Lyme disease. Why is that a challenge for us? Because believe it or not, you know, stations in the Northeast, even though they know that this is seriously important, continue to raise their rates and don't quite care. Well, guess what? We do. And today, I'm telling you, Dr. Mark is joining me here today, natural health care practitioner, author of The Whole Health Diet. We are going to discuss food. We're going to discuss supplements. We're going to discuss, I don't even want to use the word alternative because you know what, for me and my friends and the people that are living today, they are not alternative. They are necessary. But guess what? We need more people out there like Dr. Mark talking about this, saving lives. And you know what? Let's all join in. For those of you out there, 1-800-930-2819. And Gigi, I want to say you go, girl. Dr. Mark, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's great to be with you. Uh, I hope you didn't mind a little shout out to uh, Gigi Hadid uh, and, of course, her mom and her family and Gordon Ramsay, because I think for the first time in mainstream television, if we don't mind chatting a minute, mainstream television, we had this young woman step up to the plate and say, look it, this exists, and I'm taking my $25,000 check, and I am going to contribute it. Don't we need more of that, Dr. Mark? Spread the love, Dr. Pat. Absolutely no question about it. We need awareness, consciousness. We need people to be taught the truth about these possible realities that could confront their lives, that could really ruin their lives. And I think the key is we need to spread the light. Spread it, yeah. So here's what it is. Dr. Mark, I cannot tell you, I love you. I absolutely love you. I love what you write about. I love what you talk about. And I love your passion and your purpose for shining a light on wellness. So let's talk about wellness if we could for a moment. Sure. You and I, I never thought, first of all, I never thought in a million years I'd be doing what I'm doing. But I never thought in a million years I'd be talking with you, Dr. Mark, and even having an inkling of knowledge about what the heck I'm talking about. (laughs) But you have a ton. Please, let's take a look if you would take us on a journey about what this has been like over the past, let's say, just three decades of where we were and where we are today with our level of awareness and the the critical nature of what we're calling Lyme disease today. First of all, over the course of that time, Dr. Pat, we've become informed to the nth degree. This is the information era. This is the information age. It's the age of Skype. It's the age of Internet. And the world is just so much more educated. People are Google searching all the time. They're tweaking their interests. They're expanding on their knowledge. There's so many more programs like these that are basically starting to challenge people's present awareness, trying to inform them, inspire them. So over the past 30 30 years or so, it's been monumentally amazing. The process has really expanded. People have learned that Lyme disease is for real. There's no question about it anymore, even though the medical world still seems to be scratching its wooden head. We know the truth, and I think the important part of it is the world knows the truth. Here's what I want to say. Were you shocked? Here's what I want to ask you. Were you shocked in the recent events, how recent, couple years events, when, you know, we went from, man, they're just like a handful of cases in the United States with Lyme disease. And by the way, we can't even call it chronic Lyme because, you know, that doesn't even exist. What was your feeling, Dr. Mark, about 
you know, the, the shift uh, in the CDC. And, you know, I was at a Lyme uh, fundraiser at the time that that happened in New York. And we've got video of interviews about, you know, that. What, what, t- please tell me what you think about, you know, that, that particular statement about the increase in Lyme and, and how accurate might you think that is. And, of course, you and I are speculating, but I, I'm curious. I think it's a good sign that the CDC and the world of medical orthodoxy has finally been forced by the general public, in my opinion, to fess up and to basically own the problem and to tap into it as it really exists. The numbers are fudged, in my opinion. I think they're trying to hold back the numbers to avoid panic and terror. I think for the most part, there's numbers that I've seen from experts that as many as 3 million cases, new cases every year exist, and that there's as many as 1,300 in China. 3,500 in Europe, so the numbers are, are up for grabs here, but I just think the key is the orthodoxy is starting to have to fess up and admit the reality of the problem, the, the, the depth of the problem, and the problem is, of course, becoming more and more part of our normal, normal day-to-day life in terms of understanding Lyme disease and having to contend with it and how to contend with it and the scope of it and the number of people that are being confronted with it. We're finally breaking loose. Yeah, and breaking loose... I'm going to tell you that's just the tip of the iceberg. Breaking loose for many people is getting some level of recognition that, A, it exists. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, Dr. Mark McCullough is going to take us through a journey. You know, he's going to take us uh, uh, on this journey of what have we learned? What are some of the things we can use to treat it? Dr. Mark McCullough has been doing this and helping people to wellness for decades. You know, passionate, purposeful, and on target what, what the people are sensing, the pulse of the problem of wellness. That's what he is about. We're going to take a short break, everyone. When we come back, fasten your seatbelts, get your notepads, get your notes on your, on your smartphones, whatever it is you're listening to, and get ready to hear what Breakthrough and Healing is all about. I'm Dr. Pat. Short break. We'll be right back. Conference United We Change the World. Featured guests are Dr. Christine Page on Creative Dragon Energy. Dr. Susan Shumsky will show you how to awaken your third eye. And Mira Kelly will present a two-day intensive workshop on Beyond Past Lives. This February 11th through the 15th, go to thewowconference.org. That's the W-O-W-Conference.org. Transformation Talk Radio is dedicated to the education and awareness of Lyme disease. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Lyme Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Pat, joined here by Dr. Nusheen Darvish. Dr. Pat Basili and Dr. Nusheen Darvish will be bringing the most innovative, groundbreaking information, research, treatment innovations, and stories from those it affects every day. I'm so excited to be talking about this. We have so much to share. Dr. Darvish and I are planning to do is connect the dots. People suffering with all sorts of chronic disease it's time. It is time for them to transform. Tune into Lime Talk Radio and help keep our mission strong. 
for the loyal listeners out there that have been listening to this incredible show on Lyme disease, we are not going to let you down. We're going to come through stronger and enrich the platform for Lyme disease awareness through Lyme Talk Radio. The message will continue. The conversations will become stronger and the healing epic. Hi, I'm Tim Darter. And I'm Steve Kramer. Join us on Spirit Fire Radio. Discover how to add the mechanics of meditation to your day. And watch yourself connect in a whole new way. Find the amazing moments in life's routines that often pass us by. Add to your awareness with Spirit Fire Radio. Tune in each Wednesday at 9 a.m. for your weekly guide to practical mindfulness. And to learn more, visit www.spiritfireradio.com. Enlightening, humorous, and compassionate. Listen live to The Kelly Ballard Show, insight and inspiration from the great beyond. Kelly is a fourth-generation medium and intuitive who covers topics ranging from grief, spirit guides, and listening to your intuition. Kelly can help you get answers and guidance from the other side with a little bit of humor and a lot of healing. Tune in to The Kelly Ballard Show, Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, here on TransformationTalkRadio.com. to it for 2016. Do you want more prosperity, clarity, energy, and balance in your life? Join Lynn Brown now through March for one of her amazing workshops, each focusing on a key part of living your best life. For more information and to register for one of these amazing workshops, visit lynnbrownevent.com. That's lynnbrownevent.com. And get into it this 2016 with Lynn Brown. It's so great to be talking with all of you. Uh, you're listening to Lime Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Pat Basile. I'm the host of the Dr. Pat Show. I'm also the founder of Lime Talk Radio as well as Lime Global. Uh, we have been at this since uh, 2005, so to speak. And boy, the people are trying to call into my show. They're calling my cell phone. All right, stay tuned. We're going to get you connected here for the show. Uh, Dr. Mark uh, Minkola is joining me here today. You know, there's something about us when we get information and when we gain knowledge. And that's what Dr. Mark and I have. And what is the knowledge that we have? This is what you're going to hear about. My, uh, my dear colleague and friend, Dr. Mark Mincola, author of The Whole Health Diet, today we're going to discuss food, supplements, and treatments for Lyme disease. Dr. Mark, it's so great to have you here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Always so, great to join you. Man, if, let, let's, let me just ask you a simple question. What are the do's and what are the don'ts of treating Lyme disease? The most common nutritional don'ts, I think, that people really are desperately in need to hear about Nuts, seeds, fermented foods like vinegar, yes, even apple cider vinegar, soy sauce, any kind of fermented foods. As you said, nuts, peanut butters, nut butters, almond butters. So many people are opting for nut butters for snacks, healthy snacks. They actually feed the lime. So I think it's really important to understand that these are fermented foods that produce acetic acid, peruvic acid, lactic acid, carbonic acid, pneumonia. The lime spirochetes will feed off of these foods. So many people are snacking on these, quote, healthy foods, which is not a good plan. 
Okay, but here's the thing that we also don't talk about. There's probably a million reasons about this. I mean, food is not what it used to be when my Italian grandmother was cooking in the kitchen. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, you and I, right? This is not what we're talking about. It's not like my grandmother's cooking in the kitchen and she's got food that's maybe an hour, maybe two hours old, right? You know, we've got nuts and food that are hanging out in warehouses, mold growing on them. And, you know, isn't this part of it that the nature of how we are providing food has also changed? It is. There's no question about it. I mean, the mere fact that we've taken nuts out of a shell is really important. The most important treasure in a nut is the fat. The oleic acids, the linoleic acids, linolenic acids, alpha linolenics, all the really good quality nutritional fats need to be protected and preserved from heat and from moisture exposure. That's exactly what the shell did. So nature put nuts in a shell to protect those precious treasures called fat from rancidity, from mold, etc. Unfortunately, we take all the nuts out of their shells and we expose the consumer for all kinds of problems. That's one of the key areas that we want to focus on. Nuts in a shell are much safer than they are nuts out of a shell. Well, I mean, this is one of the things that we're here talking about. Um, for people, uh, Dr. Mark, that are tuning in right now, let's just give folks a rundown. For those people who are thinking, well, you know, I heard Lyme, I heard about Lyme. You know, by the way, I watched the, you know, I watched the uh, Master Chef thing, but you know, I don't really understand it. What's actually the big deal, Dr. Mark? I think first of all, we're talking about a condition that can take yep. your life. I have one patient, a thirty-nine-year-old, yep. thirty-nine-year-old woman. She's in a wheelchair and she's paralyzed from the neck down from Lyme disease, folks, from Lyme disease. This is not a joke. It's really important. It's essential that we pay attention. This is very serious, serious business, potentially life-threatening business. This is the little-known fact, right? It is indeed. This is a little-known fact. This is what are these do's and don'ts. You know, people die every day, but dying is one aspect of it. It is hard to explain the it's pain. Perfect. And the crippling aspect of this, isn't it? Incredible. It's incredibly crippling. I have so many patients that are just absolutely dysfunctionalized anatomically. They, they can't move their limbs. They can't move their joints. Their muscles are inflamed. I had a 24-year-old girl, 24-year-old college student the other day who can't even walk up and down the stairs. She's absolutely crippled from this condition. So, again, we have to really fess up to the fact that this is a potentially life-destroying and life-threatening condition. We need to get up to speed at ASAP. You know, let's talk about it. Tell me some of the do's. Tell me what you've discovered along the way uh, on uh, some of the things that people are literally using, whether it's a food, whether it's a supplement, that is saving their lives. What are, what's in your top three? There's a couple things. For the first okay. thing that comes to mind is you want to, you mentioned it sort of a minute ago. Yeah. The quality of your food. Why, why, why opt for genetically modified food? You want to basically take the time when you're dealing with Lyme disease to give your poor immune system, your, your stressed immune system, every distinct advantage imaginable. You don't want to basically run the risk of IGF-1 and insulin growth factor problems and, and uh, FGF-60s and all that stuff. There's so many different chemicals in, in highly processed foods that are going to break down your immune system. Your immune system needs the benefit of clean, organic, healthy food, number one. Number two, you want to, you want to increase the proteins, the low-starch vegetables. Greens and proteins are really key here because they produce glucagon. And glucagon is an, is an anti-inflammatory hormone that actually keeps the body uh, healthy in terms of confronting Lyme disease and autoimmune issues. So you want to basically keep the insulin levels lower. The starches, the sugars, beware, beware, beware. 
And I think the other part of that equation is some supplements that are amazing. There's high there's high potency colloidal silvers. Most colloidal silver at the health food stores are like 10 parts per million, 30 parts per million, sometimes 100 parts per million. You can actually purchase 500, 200, 1100. These are very powerful natural antibiotics that actually stifle the spirochetes. There's also really important herbs such as um, uh, Japanese knotweed is actually very useful. We use a lot of Japanese knotweeds, sarsaparilla root, the neurological components. There's some wonderful, wonderful herbs out there. Cat's claw, unadigato, another one. These are, these are powerful medicines. I want to stop for a minute and talk about, uh, I want to talk about colloidal silver. I, I want to back up for a minute because I want to tell you, I, 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 I think like you, that um, that is kind of got to be for me one of the best kept secrets to wellness that Absolutely. I can think of in our contemporary time. Can you explain why? Because I know it, I've heard it, uh, myself included. People that are taking it are just like, I don't know why I'm drawn to it. I don't know why I have to take a swig of this from time to time. But the body knows. Tell us why that is and why, why do you think that this is one of the best kept healing secrets we have? Well, I think, first of all, the pharmaceutical industry is intent on making sure that people don't get the full story for obvious reasons. But I think for, for years now, people are starting to tune into the fact that for centuries, silver has been a natural antibiotic. Colloidal silver, colloidal gold, suspended minerals. These are very powerful, powerful healing agents. They've shown an affinity to, to destroy parasites, bacteria, fungi, mold. Uh, and I think the key here is there are many different natural... You know, nature, did, nature provides a solution for virtually every problem. People are not aware of the fact that there are some remarkable natural medicines. Besides colloidal silver, I recommend things like grapefruit seed extract, which is an amazing bactericidal, um, argon grapefruit, another one. There's a terrific, uh, people are starting to become more aware of oregano, the oregano oil. Dr. Uh, Harry Pruce, a lot of research back in the 1980s at Georgetown University, found that, that uh, grapefruit seed extract has an agent called Carvacrol. Carvacrol is as anti antibacterial as anything you could ever imagine, and is as effective as any antibiotic, streptomycin, penicillin, without any side effects, except you might smell like a Greek salad, but the side effects are virtually non-existent. Yeah, you know, let's talk about misconceptions if we can. I know for me, there's a huge misconception that, you know, I've discovered, and I've talked to numerous doctors about this, Dr. Mark, um, and and that is the misconception. Uh, And it's really quite controversial. So, of course, you and I will talk about it. <laughs> and that is the use of, um, you know, that's the use of antibiotics. It's also one of the most confusing aspects of this because don't you agree that there are different phases, right, between the time maybe somebody gets bit by a tick, uh, when to use them, when not to use them, all of the above. Please tell me what you've learned. There's no question that you're right about that. I just think there's so many different theories right now that are just kind of suspended in animation because this is a time we've sort of fallen upon this condition called Lyme disease. It's this mysterious, bizarre, potentially life-threatening, and certainly life-destroying condition called Lyme disease that so many different theoretics have been established. Many different practitioners have learned a great deal from their empirical practice, the subjectivity of their practice. Some are going to use more antibiotics. Some are convinced that, that without doxycycline, you can't get the job done. Some are convinced that the antibiotics make it worse long term. We all know that antibiotics actually strip and, and break down your, your positive, healthy floral bacteria. 
which in many cases long-term poses a great risk. So the key is, do we just opt for fixing the problem in the short haul and not worry about the long, the long projection of the process here? I think you need to be careful about the antibiotics. That's what I think. I think using 1,100 ppms of colloidal silver might not be all that bad an option, considering that long-term it doesn't infringe upon the floral bacteria. Wow. You know, one of the things that is so really important is people say this to me all the time, Dr. Mark, and I know that, you know, you are faced with people that you you look at and help back to wellness. Sometimes I'm sure folks come to you and all you know is they're in pain. Maybe they've given up. You know, maybe something about their lives seems like it's coming apart. Their minds are not working. They're forgetting things. They don't know where to go. And it's hard, you know, in this world we're now living in, especially around life, it's hard for people to listen and look uh, and say, I hear you. I actually see you. I understand you. What happens, Dr. Mark, when you're able to do that with someone that is, is, is sick, is sick from Lyme disease? They're sick in general, but especially Lyme. I think one of the keys to being a successful natural practitioner, natural healthcare practitioner, is being able to function on a lot of different levels. Certainly there's the intellectual level about diagnosis and prescription and recommending supplements and support systems and diets. That's clearly an intellectual component, but I think you need to be deeper than that. I think we need to be intuitive, we need to be spiritual, I think we need to be emotionally connected to the, to the patient, we need to basically empathize and sympathize reach into the deeper components of it because you know, many different folks with these conditions are affected at very deep emotional levels. In fact, I might even pose the, the possibility here that so many people who suffer from Lyme disease are by nature healers, practitioners, intuitives, very sensitive people to begin with. It's, it feels to me many times that I deal with so many different Lyme patients that seem to be more sensitive than the rest. They seem to be more susceptible. I think that there's something to be said about that. So they're going to re require and really demand that their practitioner connects with them at a soulful and a spiritual and an emotional level. It's an important part of the healing process. Without it, yeah, I'm convinced you cannot heal from Lyme disease. Well, you know, one of the things I was struck by, and this is really just, uh, you know, just taking this right out of the headlines, you know, as this amazing young woman stood there the other day and said, you know, my mom, my sister, brother, are all affected by Lyme disease. That's what she told Gordon Ramsay and Christina Tossi, who were the judges. And she went on to say, none of people know what Lyme disease is and the dangers of being bitten by an insect. You know, uh, for that on its own is amazing. And then, you know, of course, the cash prize of $25,000. She said, we can help uh, finding a cure. It can help so much. And the level of awareness is, is the lack of awareness about this, Dr. Mark, is as much of a killer as the disease right now. At least that's what I'm sensing. Thousands of people visiting doctors who literally are telling them it's in your mind. It's been estimated that 30% of the medical orthodox of the medical establishment doesn't acknowledge or recognize Lyme disease, which is absolutely unheard of. It's crazy. Because when you think about the people that I've seen over the years in Lyme, I had a woman the other day who's suffered from Lyme disease for nine years. And she said nine years ago, nobody wanted to listen to her, nobody paid attention to her. She couldn't even find a Lyme literate physician or, or assistant or nutritionist of any kind to help her. She suffered in silence by herself for about five years where she found people that could actually relate to the problem. So we need to basically be there for people who are suffering. We need to be there. We need to make ourselves available. We need to open ourselves up. 
continue to grow, evolve, and change as a medical community, as a healthcare community. This is an ongoing issue. It's getting bigger. It's not getting smaller. It's forcing us to pay attention. It's demanding our attention in every way, shape, and form. You know, are you surprised that even today, and you know, this is the thing that you and I, uh, I was talking about uh, uh, before, and one of the things I mentioned to you that, you know, I, we live in the world of, of independent radio hosts, and since 2003, uh, I've been buying airtime, not really understanding at an intellectual level why that happens. Now I know this has been a spiritual journey, to be honest with you, uh, but my job is to keep saying yes. And yet we have uh, people, networks in the media uh, that are really not quite on board with the importance of getting the word out there. And I wanted to ask you, how can people come together? How, what, what is your sense of it? I know you and I doing this. We're literally uh, launching a crowdfunding campaign, uh, not to, to do the research part of it, but the awareness part of it. What can we do around it's, awareness? For starters, I'm not convinced that it's going to be any time soon that we find the mainstream establishment come around to our way of thinking on this. So many different advertising dollars come from the pharmaceutical industry. So the media is squarely <laughs> supporting the, the notion of not being as inclined to accept Lyme disease, except maybe, maybe an occasional feature story to generate some, some interest for the network. I don't think the media is going to be on our side on this one. Uh, number two, I think that the best thing we can do is continue to focus at a grassroots level, at a person-to-person at a -person level, at a community level, at a neighborhood level, at a family system level. And when you brought up a point a few minutes ago about how there was a family you mentioned that had Lyme disease, the father, the mother, the daughter, etc. There's been studies that have indicated that, that Lyme disease occurs quite commonly within family systems, which begs the question of how is it being spread? Can it be spread through saliva through the kiss? I know the common the common information we receive nowadays is that that's not so. There are questions to be had. I think there's still studies to be administered. I still think there's questions that, that that bother me about the process of so many people spreading the disease, and I think the disease is is has got to be looked at in much greater detail in terms of how it's being spread. I have my suspicions about saliva, etc. So yeah, that's an yeah. important point. Well, for those of you tuning in, you're listening to Lime Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Pat Vasilia uh, here, joined by Dr. Mark Mincola. And uh, Dr. Mark, I want to take a minute, if you don't mind, and I want to let people know, first of all, how they can find out more about you. And also, I want to take a minute for them to also know how they might contact you, talk with you, work with you, find out more, or even if you don't know what the questions are, how can people connect with you, please? Probably the simplest way is one-stop shopping, the, the website. It's one word, maxhealing.com, M-A-X healing. Or Mark Mincola, M-I-N-C-O-L-L-A. There's two L's, markmincola.com. Uh, we're going to take a short break, everyone. When we come back, food is medicine. That's what Dr. Mark says. I love it. Dr. Mark and my, my grandma. Same thing. Food is medicine. I'm telling you. I think they must have known each other. What is it that both Dr. Mark and, you know, Grandma Balela knew that we are simply forgetting today? Stay it tuned for this back. <laughs> Thank you. 
Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. Are you ready for a radical shift in your way of being? Are you seeking a more deeply connected and fulfilling life? Awakened Living Radio is a show dedicated to helping you embrace a life filled with profound peace, connection, and happiness. TJ Woodward is passionate about helping you find your clarity, balance, and purpose. Join co-host TJ Woodward and Dr. Pat Basili on the first Monday of every month at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for Awakened Living Radio on TransformationTalkRadio.com. There are so many resources out there for meditation. But did you know that Atana's Heart Earth Healing Meditation is available for you for free? Yes, that's right. You can receive this free healing meditation today from Atana Badili. All you need to do is visit his website, atanamethod.com. That's A-T-A-A-N-A method.com and sign up. You will receive your free meditation instantly. That's atanamethod.com. What is a master soul gardener? With Nomi Bahar, you can be one too. Her revolutionary Gates of Power Method is a comprehensive program that addresses every aspect of yourself and gives you the tools to tend to the seeds of your soul's garden. Let Nomi guide you through and beyond what's holding you back and help you embrace the life you've always dreamed of. To learn more about upcoming classes and workshops, visit gatesofpower.com today. Tune in to Sheer Alchemy with Leslie Fontaine on TransformationTalkRadio.com and get ready to stir up your passions, remove your blocks, and shift into an entirely new existence. Speaker, teacher, channel, clairvoyant, Leslie Fontaine is a transformation catalyst who channels a powerful energy from source to catapult listeners into living the life they were born to live. Whether it's shifting from scarcity to abundance, from emotional pain into joy, or from illness into health, Leslie will help you step into the true essence and power of all that you are with the help of the Ascended Masters and Archangels. You will not be the same. Visit TransformationTalkRadio.com for show dates and times and LeslieFontaine.com to say yes to explosive abundance. Everybody, welcome back. As we said, Dr. Mark Mincola joining me here today. He's got a fabulous book. If you don't know what it is, let me just tell you what it is: the Whole Health Diet. Uh, and you know, when you go to look at it, you're going to see it up on his website. You can get it from Amazon. Uh, there are such amazing nuggets in here. And you know, some of these things—I'm not kidding about my grandmother because some of these things you read about, Mark. You know, I, you always wonder why is my grandmother adding apple cider vinegar to anything you know what is she doing with that but this is really part of this isn't it is some of the things that generations ago did we kind of fell away from 
What is it, Dr. Mark? What should we know here? Where do we get started? How do we get the ball rolling here? I think one of the most important things we, we really take up these days is the information that says Lyme disease is a, is a bacterial spirochete. It's pleomorphic. It changes form. It's quite, an, quite a foe, quite a, an able foe, if you will. Yeah. It's going to be able to keep up with our immune system response, keep up with our diet, etc. And I think one of the keys going to basically avoid any kind of bacterial foods, single-cell fungal foods, beer, wine, champagne, soy sauce, nuts, seeds, mushrooms, melons, any kind of mold-based foods, any kind of mold family foods or fungal foods are going to basically pose the risk of taking in food that has a bacterial component to it. Again, these are single-cell fungal bacteria foods, many different forms of bacteria, blue cheese, etc., these are foods that actually will feed the Lyme disease, will partner up with the Lyme disease. Bacteria are bacteria are birds of a feather. So you've got to be very careful about avoiding the highly fermented, highly bacterialized foods that are fungal, fungal-based foods. The other thing I'd say is you need to battle the mold as well because mold imposes itself as another support system, as a co-infection source for Lyme disease. So if you have mold in your environment, then make sure you, you do your best to clean up that environment to dry it out, to demold it, if you will, to detoxify it, to clean it, maybe even to use some you know, anti-mold drops that are homeopathic drops to, to support your system in detoxifying the mold from your body. So mold and single-cell bacteria, very important components, very, very important. Well, and this is really some of the things that, you know, you're laying out so beautifully in the book, but also discovering that, you know, there are things that we can do. There are things and ways we can go about this. Um, certainly having celebrities come to the forefront and be able to say, wait a minute, this, was, uh, this is what I'm battling with. This is what's going on. And people think, you know, for a minute here, let's just talk about this. People think for a minute, oh, they're celebrities. But yet, Dr. Mark, that's how ignorant we really are about this disease. To think that a celebrity coming out and admitting that's going on is actually helping them. Because in, in the world of media and Hollywood and television, the last thing you're going to want to do is tell the world and your producers that that's what you got. Isn't that a huge misconception about the way people see this? Lyme disease is the worst, best-kept secret in the world. Yeah. And I think there's a reason for it. My personal feelings are that I think that there are many different components to, the, to that answer, but one of them is pharmaceutical. I think the idea of trying to protect the, the, the interests of people who are taking so many different effective natural medicines like sarsaparilla root, Luna de Gato, Cat's Claw, um, things like um, uh, Paldiarco, things like olive leaf extract, oregano, these are very powerful natural medicines that invariably when people are diagnosed with Lyme disease, they, they investigate because people are on these, these sort of searching binges once they're diagnosed, they try to learn as much as they can, to, to Google as much as they can, they can find out about it, and, to, and experiment with all these natural medicines. And I think the pharmaceutical world has a great deal to lose with people exploring and expanding their consciousness about natural medicine. I think Lyme disease has served in a strange sort of way as an educator, as a stimulator, as, as a catalyst for people learning more about natural medicine. The other component, I think, is there are probably government elements that really are not interested in the world hitting the panic button about this stuff. I think yeah. it spreads easier than we think, than we're being led to believe. 
it's a bigger problem than we're being led to believe. I think the hush-hush is designed to keep everybody under control and keep the news subtle. You know, this is really, this is it. What did you say? Lyme disease is the worst, best-kept secret in the world? Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, isn't that fascinating that it is? And there are a lot of reasons you and I could talk about it. But there is hope. And what I mean by that, and I'd love for you to chat about this, there is hope because we are finding things thanks to the work you're doing, right? Thanks to the work people like you are doing, where we're saying, wait a minute, wow, that colloidal silver stuff, that those spirochetes, they do not like that. And, you know, here you and I talking about it. The thing I want to say, and, and let's make sure we say this, for anybody listening to this show, we want to just say to you, please, Please reach out to Dr. Mark or, or, or reach out to a Lyme literate doctor. You know, for those of you in Seattle, Dr. Klinghart, for sure, but Dr. Darvish, for sure. But make sure you're not doing this alone and get some help because it's a, it's a little tricky, Dr. Mark, right? I mean, some bodies may be ready for one thing but not another. And this is not something you should just go out there and throw stuff in. Absolutely correct, Dr. Pat. I think that, number one, the, we're dealing with a foe that is very clever. We're dealing with a foe of the spirate, Lyme spirochete that is capable of changing form. It's called pleomorphic. It can change its form. It can play, it can play dead for a while. It can go dormant. It goes through all kinds of different changes that we got to keep up with, and I don't think the average person is capable of keeping up with those, with those remarkable changes that it's capable of. Number two, everybody's chemistry is totally different. We know that with food allergies. It's true of all chemistry-related issues. Some people can tolerate certain herbs and certain supplements. Some certain people cannot. So everybody's inclined to do really well with a certain, like for example, some people may do really well with colloidal silver. Other people get no no effect with it at all. Other people require something like oregano, uh, grapefruit seed extract, or whatever. It's important to work with a professional that can help you identify with your specific code, if you will. And it can help you kind of go through work through the changes of Lyme disease. Um, what would you say uh, for the folks listening? Because it seems daunting sometimes, I think, Dr. Mark. Um, and, you know, part of this is reading the labels, paying attention. A lot has been said about genetically modified foods. Not a lot has been said about why they uh, probably are, are, are a food you just do not want to put in your body. What are some of the things that, you know, you have discovered that seem like ho-hum, yeah, we know, but we don't really know, do we? Like genetically modified foods. That, that, that sounds like the strangest thing to even be asking you, but we well, don't yeah, really know. The, the University of Kane in France did a study recently. It's the first large GMO study of its kind. They found that they're consistently causing tumors in animals. Um, the RGBH and IGF-1 studies also recently showed a seven-fold increase in breast cancer risk and a four-fold increase of in prostate cancer risk. So just the studies we presently have are indicting enough. I just think we have to be really clear about the fact that our instincts are generally inclined to keep it clean, and those are really powerful instincts. The studies are indicating that we, we need to be very, very cautious about some of this genetic modification. It is, after all, engineering foods genetically. Don't fool with it. Well, you know, I want to also talk about something that nobody really wants to talk about right now. And uh, I'll tell you, (laughs) there are doctors like you, like Dr. Darvish for sure, Dr. Ronnie, that are talking about it. But let's talk about uh, electromagnetic fields. Let's talk about what the impact of electromagnetic fields are 
you know, and how there, how how that one thing, that electromagnetic field, that may be completely toxic for us, uh, in the same vein, electro uh, biofeedback can be our savior. Isn't it interesting to take a look at those two things? What can you say about this idea of being amongst wireless this, wireless that? Well, for starters, back in 1921, we awarded Albert Einstein the Nobel Prize in physics for E equals MC square. Energy and matter, energy and matter are equally on the same plateau. So it's the idea that they're transferable and convertible, and interconvertible and transferable. So we gave him the Nobel Prize for pointing out the fact that there's no difference between energy and matter. You need to understand that they're just different references. So all your cells within there, within the nature of a typical cellular being, there's all kinds of energetic fields. So we are we are energetic creatures. So there's no question about the fact that we can actually benefit from so, so many different techniques that have been discovered and worked with and developed as far as learning about food allergies through muscle testing, learn about uh, kinesiologic diagnostics, you know, which kind of organ systems are strong and weak. There's many different applications, but we are, we are comprised of energy, energetic fields. And as you point out, there's many different advantages we can glean from energetic strategies, but there's also the idea that we're comprised of electromagnetics, we're comprised of energetic fields that are 0.225 volts of direct current. And when you're in the presence of a cell phone or a television or a hair dryer or a microwave oven, being affected negatively. So I think there are streams of energy that, that can be actually positively utilized and there's, and there's negative applications as well. We're just beginning to get in touch with the fact that energy is a reality that plays into our strengths, our immune system, our day-to-day life, our food allergies and everything else. So we need to educate ourselves. I try to write about it a lot in my books. I try to bring people up to speed with bioenergetic literacy. Well, and you know, this really, uh, this really j- has me jump to a conversation with you about look, if everything is energy, if we can quote Dr. Oz right here, and everything is energy, that would include the bacteria, the spirochetes, everything, you know, the bones, let's say, of Lyme disease. And if it is an energy, what are the possibilities of using an energy solution to literally, shall I say, zap them? We do it in our offices. We actually have a we have a GB four thousand machines that we have in our in our offices. We treat people with Lyme disease all the time electromagnetically. That's exactly what we do. Royal Rife, Dr. Royal Rife, Alda Clark, they did a lot of that pioneering research back in the thirties, twenties and thirties, and their work has come back to life and I think that people have started to tap into that very that very concept, the very idea that everything is comprised of energy, we could work at an energetic level. It's zapping as you just point out. That's precisely what we're working on put together protocols for patients all day long. It's remarkable. It is. You know, I can't believe how quickly the hour has gone, Dr. Mark. And for those of you tuning in, uh, go ahead and check out uh, Mark Mincola, uh, M-I-N-C-O-L-L-A.com. Go ahead and check it out. Um, We've talked about a lot of things. And um, I wanted to ask you, when you take a look at the scope, the depth, and the breadth of what you've learned uh, and seeing the results, the positive results that you're having. What might we say to someone listening to the show that doesn't really quite know where to start? Because I don't know about you, but there are a lot of folks that have been battling this for years and don't quite know where to start and have felt alone all along. 
I think one of the key places to start is inflammation because most of our bodies are inflamed to begin with. God forbid we have a Lyme problem after that. I think one of the key issues that we need to embrace is the idea that we need to focus on an anti-inflammatory diet. Lower the insulin, lower the starch and sugar in the diet, increase the lean, healthy proteins and green vegetables, and improve the body production of glucagon, G-L-U-C-A-G on glucagon. Glucagon is the antagonist of insulin. It actually really supports the anti-inflammatory properties of the body. When you think about the fact that 72% of all disease has been associated with inflammation. So when you're born, the day you're born, you have a genome, a gene map. So your gene map says your sensitivities are liver, kidney, gallbladder, whatever your weaknesses are. You're born with certain weaknesses. And those weaknesses get exploited as we live a long, healthy, life, a long, vibrant life. With things like Lyme disease and things like viruses and germs and bacteria and fungus and mold uh, are, are surrounded by these things. And they're going to play a role in the process of our breaking down. So as our immune system is expressing itself, we need to have the anti-inflammatory support of our diet biochemically to support this anti-inflammatory process so that the genetic probabilities do not express themselves. So lean proteins, again, stay away from a lot of the heavy red meats, the dairy products, the egg yolks, the whites are fine, a lot of green organic vegetables and low-sugar fruits. That's my recommendation. Wow, I love it. Dr. Mark Mancola, one last question. Thank you so much for today. Thank you for all that you do. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with today? My personal message to everybody is that you are a soul, a spirit. You're a remarkable being. Most people tend to forget. We tend to, we live in a world that's very mechanical, very mechanized. Everybody's thinking about the world in a very material concept these days for survival purposes, of course. I say remember yourself as a soul. Remember yourself as a very deep a very prolific human being has the capability of doing remarkable, miraculous things. Don't ever underestimate yourself. Leave yourself open to the limitless possibilities of your soul. You are a soul. Wow. Wow. I want to thank everybody. I want to thank you, Dr. Mark, for all that you do. I want to thank all of our listeners for everything they do they do to pass the word. And all of you out there that are listening to this show, please go to Lime Talk Radio. Please go to Mark Mancola. And please know that you are loved and we are here for you. We'll see you next time on Lime Talk Radio. Thanks for listening to Lime Talk Radio with Dr. Pat Basili. Epic healing for an epic life. This inspiring show highlights leading-edge solutions, groundbreaking research, headline topics, and tools for holistic healing and wellness. This hit show is dedicated to raising awareness, promoting advocacy and prevention, and supporting initiatives for optimal health. Dr. Pat is passionate and focused on life-saving results reaching far beyond Lyme disease, providing a forum for powerful stories, heart-opening experiences, and hope-activated solutions. Dr. Pat will shine a light on the many shades of Lyme disease fueled by a body-mind-spirit remedy. For more information, visit LimeTalkRadio.com and tune in next time.